this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today my guest is Catherine Eggins and Catherine and I met while we were doing a course because we're both aspiring speakers. So welcome to you, Catherine. Thank you, Bev. It's very nice to be here. So to begin with, let's talk about you and what it is that you do. Okay, so I'm all about conscious creation, that we are the creators of our lives, that we are the creators of our reality. And it's when we delve deep inside and we heal what's happening on the inside that we can then change what's happening on the outside and start to attract the life that we want rather than living a life that we're not happy with. Beautiful. And I heard about your healing journey. So let's talk about your well-being journey and how that came about. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, growing up, I always seemed to have health issues and there was no real rhyme or reason for it. I just had bronchitis like for six weeks. I was out in bed for six weeks with bronchitis. So I had teeth pulled out and fillings and tonsillitis and just all sorts of things. And um, then when I was 20, I was diagnosed with stage four endometriosis and that just came out of the blue as well. And I lived with that. I don't like to say the word suffered, although it was a bit of suffering, but I lived with that for 18 years um, until uh, the point where I had a nervous breakdown. Now, over those 18 years, I had surgery. I had five different surgeries um, and, you know, just all the medication that you're on and all that kind of thing. But in 2009, I had this nervous breakdown and it became apparent that it was because I was holding on to emotional trauma from becoming estranged from my dad when I was 19. So um, I went to a kinesiologist and we went through, I went to her for about three weeks, no, sorry, three months, every week for three months. And um, then finally one day she said to me, do you like being sick? And I thought that was a really odd question because he likes being sick. But um, when I really dove, delved deep, I realized that I did like, like being sick. I loved being sick because there was no responsibility. There was no commitment to anything. I always had an excuse and it felt like I had a safety net. But at that point, I was also ready to heal. So um, we worked through the, the trauma and I was able to look at it with different eyes. Because I was 18 years older, I could look at it through adult eyes and um, see my father's point of view rather than just being the, the child's point of view. Um, it, and doing that, it doesn't make what happened right, but it puts it into a different perspective. And I could start to see the gift in what had happened. And that was that we did need to part ways because I was so reliant on him. But now that I look back, that all of my illnesses were created due to my relationship with my dad. And I, I always thought we had a, a great relationship, but there was always this thing of not feeling seen. 
as much as I would have liked. And so that, that played with my emotions and it was you know, projected into or reflected into my health. So once I was able to let all of that go, I can still remember laying on the table in the session and the, the second that I let it go, I felt the healing in my body. It was like a shift just went straight across my body. And I just knew from that point on, I would be well. And that was 2009 and I haven't had any problems since. My body's healed, I got into fitness, became a personal trainer. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been this amazing next stage of life where, that I, I didn't know existed before, but that I've learnt, or before when I was sick, I thought that being well was hard. I've since learnt it's actually harder to be sick. It's, it takes up so much more energy to be sick. And um, being well is easy once you can let go of those things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a very, very interesting journey. I suppose for somebody listening, if they didn't know what endometriosis was, how would you explain it? In layman's terms, it's the lining of the uterus is found outside the uterus. So in my case, it was a pelvic cavity, which is usually where it's found. But for some women, it can be found in their nose, in their lungs, and the, the medical community can't tell how it gets there. Um, they, they're struggling to find the answer to that. But it, it does, it gets around the body there, and um, it becomes really, really painful because when the monthly cycle comes around, it's doing what the lining of the uterus does, and so it's, um, but it's in areas it shouldn't be, so it's really painful. And um, Catherine, what was the connection between the trauma of being estranged from your dad and actually being diagnosed with endometriosis? My perspective on illness is that we, and emotions is that uh, it, it shows up in different parts of the body. So in my case, it was the reproductive area, which is self-love and connection and that kind of thing. Um, say someone with throat issues, that can be unable to speak or get their point of view across or not feeling heard and, and, and that kind of thing. And it's, it's quite interesting when you start to get into it. And, you know, headaches can be resistance to allowing yourself to be yourself and, um, and stepping up and, and pushing through those comfort zones. So in my, my case, um, it was September of the year that my dad left. And then in June the following year, I was in hospital with stage four endo. So it, and before that, I, I didn't have any, any symptoms at all. Um, looking back, I hadn't heard of it before then. So I didn't sort of have anything really to go by except looking back at uh, my experience. But um, it, it just practically developed overnight in my case. Yeah. Yes, I've heard some similar things with women actually with heartbreak and breast cancer. Mm, yes. So yep. similar, similar stories. It's really quite fascinating how the body reveals the trauma. Yep. And so what happened for you on the journey that you didn't expect? Okay. The, uh, the main thing that I didn't expect, like, well, well part of it, while I was sick, um, something just within me kept telling me that I would be well one day. Didn't know how, didn't know when. I just knew that one day I would be well. And that just stayed with me the whole time. And then once I had this breakdown and this breakthrough, um, I wanted to change the world. I wanted to heal the world because I was healing and I was so excited about it and I wanted to share it with people. And because it was amazing how easy it was, which it, it's, yeah, it was 
releasing a trauma that takes a bit of work, but once you can release it, it's, it's easy. You know? So I was out there to change the world and um, I was part of a, I was on the committee of an association and an endometriosis association at the time. And so I went in there and I was sharing it with all the ladies because they all have endometriosis and um, not one of them wanted to hear what I had to say. And it became apparent to me that a lot of people like being sick. They like holding on to their trauma. And until somebody can realize that, they're going to stay in that cycle. Um, but there can also be a fear of letting that go because it is like a safety net. But for me personally, I had to move away from the association and get on with my healing journey and lead them to their journey. Um, but that really took me back, back you know, by surprise that um, people, they say they want change, but they don't really. And even that happened when I got into personal training, people would come into the gym and they wanted to get fitter or whatever it was. And um, they didn't want to then follow through with what they needed to do. They wanted to stay where they were. So that's probably, yeah, that would have to be the biggest surprise for me. Yeah. yeah. And can you share some of your strategies that allowed you to remain resilient? Ah, well, since I've been well, there hasn't really been any need for, for strategies for that. Really, it's, it's come down to mindset and when I do feel a resistance coming up like um, it's not that I don't start to feel something like a cold or whatever coming on because I, I do I, you know I still have emotions that come up and different things um, but now if say I can feel a cold coming on or a sore throat I can then look at what's happening in my life and then turn that around so it doesn't take hold so that's probably the only thing really now is is looking at resistance that I have and that, that comes up and getting to the cause behind it so that I can break through it and, and keep moving forward. Mm, so like that sort of curious mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Curi yeah. Curiosity. That's a great yeah. way. Great approach. How do you integrate health and work and life or, you know, how do, how do you integrate those things? Well, now that I've, found what I, I call the alignment with being well, which is I, I just expect to be well. I don't expect to get sick or anything like that. I just expect to be well. So it doesn't take any effort at all for me to be well. But part of that is also eating well, exercising, drinking lots of water and getting back to the basics of how nature works. You know, mankind has really removed itself from how nature works and um, there's this belief that health is difficult and, and that kind of thing when it's, it's really not. Everything should flow. Abundance in all areas of our lives should flow, but we're taught life is hard. So um, it's, it's really being aware of my health and doing what nature expects me to do to stay well. Of, of just eating the right foods in moderation. I don't, I don't um, say no to any food except if I don't like it, <laughs> um, then I don't eat it. It's so simple. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't eat it. If it feels great, eat it. <laughs> you know, um, I love eating chocolate. You know that kind of thing. But everything in moderation. I make a point of not having the sometimes foods at home. I don't have them at home. I have them when I go out. And um, yeah, it's just taking responsibility for that and really being aware of it. And 
Um, like I've even got a, a 30 degree scoliosis curve in my back. So if I don't exercise, I'm in a lot of pain with my back. I'm flat out getting out of bed. But I know that if I do these exercises and they're not that, they're not extreme exercises that I need to do. But if I do these exercises, my back won't hurt. So it's taking that responsibility and just including it and making it a priority because without your health, then the other things, you can't do the other things. It's all about quality of life. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. You know, what, and also what you put your attention on is what you get in return. Yeah. So the fact that you're putting your attention on the things that matter with, you know, those, the three-legged stool for me is, you know, nourish well, move more and rest well, you yeah. know, so yeah. rest deeply. So getting those things aligned with the rest of your, your life and your business is, is, is important. Yes, very important. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about your business. Tell me how you support women. I'm all about conscious creation, like I said. So I support women in helping them to take responsibility for what's happening in their life, that when they change, that's when the outside world changes. Um, we can't expect other people to change. We can't expect other people to make us happy. It all comes from within um, because when, when we change, even the way we interact with other people, when we change, they will naturally change because they will react differently. Our outside world is a reflection of our inner world. So it's getting back to beliefs, values, how we think, what we feel, all of that. And um, so it's, it's really about becoming a conscious creator. That's what I'm here to share, <laughs> that, that we can create the life that we want. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. You can create the life you want. Yeah. And so what are your tips for living fabulously, Catherine? Journaling. So, um, you know, in the morning, sitting down, writing out what's on my mind and um, just getting it out there, but then also writing the future that I want, focusing on what that I, what that I want. Um, does that make sense? What that I want. <laughs> so, <laughs> the things that I want, the life that I want. Um, eating well, exercise, water, drinking water, all that kind of thing, and soul connection, getting back to who we truly are. It's so important to really listen to our soul. And if something doesn't feel right, then listen to that. Be guided by that rather than um, a, a really good one is if, um, if you say, someone, say yes to someone else, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. And that really comes down to if someone asks you to do something, and it, it just doesn't feel right, then we have every right to say no. It doesn't matter if our plan was to go and read a book um, and, and have an appointment with ourselves. It's all about listening and doing what's right because if we keep saying no to ourselves, then our cup depletes and, and that's when people get sick. Mm. Mm. It's so true because as women, I think over time, we've been conditioned to be nurturers. Mm. So it's of, we tend to give without actually thinking what we need for ourselves first. Yeah. And if you think of the whole routine in the aeroplane, they always talk about putting your oxygen mask on first yeah. so that you can actually then help others. So yes. that's a really good understanding of, of making sure that you, you know, not saying no to yourself, which yeah. is really good because I think a lot of us struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. struggle with saying no. It's almost like we've got to explain why. And I think what I've just heard you say is you don't need to explain why. No. You don't need to 
say, no, I'm not doing that because I'm going to go and read my book. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the, the no is. It doesn't need to be qualified. It's a complete sentence. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, that's and brilliant. it's allowing ourselves to receive as well. It's, um, that's where we're taught it's, it's good to give, but it's not good to receive. But, or it's selfish to receive. But if we don't allow ourselves to receive, then we're taking away the opportunity for someone else to give. So it's um, allowing ourselves to receive is also really good for the soul and allowing ourselves to have that abundance and health and everything in our lives. So Catherine, beyond this business, I know that you're also an entertainer and you're an aspiring speaker. Mm -hmm. So what's next for you? Next for me is I would love to do a TED Talk. That's my next goal. And I'm currently building my speaking business anyway. Um, I love to sing. I will never stop singing. It's, uh, it's been a, a great thing. And even that was a fear that I overcame. I used to be so scared of getting up in front of people. And I, I, but I just had this burning desire to be a singer. So I pushed through that fear. I learned how to sing. And now I go out on the weekends and entertain. And it's great fun. I really enjoy it. So a combination of singing and speaking, that's the direction that I'm heading in. Oh, beautiful. Mm. And you can find Catherine at her website, which is catherineggins.com, and also on Facebook under Catherine Eggins' Soul Purpose. So thanks so much for being with me today, Catherine. I think some of the real nuggets for me have been that, you know, I love that one about saying yes for the right reasons, mm. you know, being, yeah. being clear when you say yes, it's for the right reasons and the motivation underneath it yeah. is, is right. And then I love that you say you've put, put a priority on your health because that's, I think, the ultimate is when we put a priority on our health, mm. other things seem to flow more easily too, you know. So they're in balance, like you say, with nature, the way that nature intended. Mm. There's, if you think of all the seasons, there's the, the sort of harsh winters where we all hibernate, but yet there's the fruitful summers where we all flourish, you know. So there, there are different seasons in our, in our journey as well. So thanks so much for being with me today. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, Bev. It was great. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.